Age to Practice, applying educational reading in the classroom. Join in the conversation using hashtag PagePracticePodcast. From Page to Practice is a podcast focusing on the application of educational reading in the classroom. Each episode features one book or article, my reflections and the thoughts of my guests on its use and impact in the classroom. Some episodes may also feature an introduction from the author. Hi and welcome along to what is now episode 7 of the From Page to Practice podcast. Today we're focusing on the book Making It as a Teacher by Victoria Hewitt, also well known as at Mrs Humanities on Twitter. Victoria is well known on Twitter for her work when it comes to teacher mental well-being and avoiding burnout. She's incredibly honest and shares a lot in this book. But before I say any more, let's hear from her. If we rewind back to 2016 and somebody said to me that in three years time you are going to publish a book about teaching, about how to survive and thrive in the profession, I really would have laughed at them. Um, I never ever thought I'd be the one to write a book about surviving and thriving as a teacher. And that's because my first four years were a roller coaster. They were far more downs than there were ups. And I wanted to leave the profession so many times. And that's because of the workload, poor behaviour. And at times, um, a real lack of support from senior leaders, which eventually resulted in me reaching burnout, um, having a mental breakdown and having to take time off work sick due to due to that. Um, however, I decided to give one more school a try before I left for good and it turned out to be a really positive experience. I'm now in my fourth year there and there's no way I have I never think about leaving the profession now um, I'm always thinking about how I can do more to help other teachers to feel as happy and positive about teaching as I do and that's basically where this book came from I wrote a blog post in um, summer 2017 Uh, which was basically a reflection on my first five years in the profession and about how I'd experienced many, many lows, but that final year had been a real high and that not all schools are the same, essentially, and that actually there are schools that are doing things differently and that if you're not happy at the school that you're at, although it can be hard to leave the students, you're not obligated to stay there and that you can try other schools. There are other options out there. The book then came about um, following that blog post, and I was asked to put in a proposal for a book for early career teachers. And at first I was like, why am I the one being asked to do this? Because I've completely failed through my first four years. I... I wanted to leave so many times um, but what I realised was that actually I'd, I've managed to find lots of strategies that help me to feel like I'm thriving rather than just surviving now and I've been able to put those into this book to 
help early career teachers feel empowered to feel inspired that they can make change for themselves, for their colleagues, but also within their schools. Um, just because they are new to the profession doesn't mean they don't have something to bring and something to share. Making it as a teacher is definitely aimed at early career teachers, those training and QTs and, and basically anyone in their first five years. And the idea behind the book is providing them with um, ways to feel empowered, to take charge of their workload, to take charge of their well-being, and also to take charge of their professional development. Because when budgets, budgets are tight, it can be hard for schools to invest in their staff. But there's actually so many ways that we can invest in our own professional development without a huge time burden, without a huge financial cost. Um, the book is also for mentors of trainees, of NQTs, um, coaches of early career teachers, so that actually they've they've also got suggestions that they can provide to support those that are first entering the profession. One of the main takeaways I want people to take from this book is that teaching is an incredible profession to be a part of. And despite some of his challenges, we are a body of professionals and should be treated as, as such. But that if you are finding that in your school there are high levels of scrutiny and accountability, that not all schools are like that. And there are numerous options out there, whether it's changing schools, trying to supply work, moving from primary to secondary, secondary to primary, whether it's, um, you know, maybe going part time that there's always solutions to the challenges if you want to stay in the profession. Um, but I also believe that we as individuals need to be proactive at seeking out opportunities of taking charge of our workload. And we need to be persistent in our drive for a work-life balance because if we are being martyrs, we are you know, trying, trying to do everything and, and anything, we're just going to burn ourselves out. And if we burn ourselves out, that just has an impact on our students. So I guess my main takeaway is that it is possible to love your job, but it takes finding the right school for you. And that does mean that sometimes you might go through a number of schools before you find the one that you really fit and gel with. In making it as a teacher, there are a huge numbers of a number of strategies that I've used in, in my own classroom to reduce and manage my workload. And basically everything in there I've tried at some point. And some of those strategies I've thrown away because they, they've not worked for me and my students, but I've seen them working for other people. Um, so the book is full of ideas to inspire and to help new early career teachers to manage their workload. But I'd say, for me, the most important thing and the most influential change I've made to my practice is the development of a feedback, not marking approach. And as a result, that has just completely changed the way that I plan learning in the short term, the medium and the long term. Um, it means I'm persistently planning backwards from the intended outcome. So I'm always thinking about how I'm going to model success to my students, how I'm going to feed back to them and how I will use what I take from assessment 
um, to feed forward into future learning for them. And as a result, I've, you know, I've simplified the way that I teach. I'm not trying to create lots of engaging activities. And I'm thinking more about the actual learning and, and what they're going to take away from the tasks that they undertake. And therefore, as a result of changing my mindset and the way in which I plan, I've reduced my workload massively because it is about the learning, not the activity, um, which I guess is what I was kind of taught to do originally. And as a result of that, I'm constantly thinking, how am I going to feed this forward into future work or, or how am I going to feedback to my students about what their successes have been and, and how they can improve and as a result I do so much less marking um, the only marking I do is is of assess, assessments um, so you know exams and the rest of it is just assessing and feeding back uh, which is usually done verbally or through codes which I then discuss through with the students within a lesson and then they they are able to take that information and then set themselves targets and, and, and use that feedback to then feed forward into either the current piece of work or future work. You're listening to From Page to Practice. Join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag PagePracticePodcast. As usual, very honest words there from Victoria. She's a very supportive presence on Twitter and it's just great that she wants to do things to help other teachers to thrive and not just survive in the profession. Whilst the book is clearly aimed at those teachers in their first five years, I think it's really important for mentors and anyone else working in initial teacher education or working with early career teachers. Um, It's really something they should be reading. It also is a really good reminder that not all schools are the same and for those that want to stay in the profession, there are various options out there. Next, we're going to hear from Rob Allpress with his thoughts on the book. Hi, my name is Rob Allpress and I'm an NQT geography teacher currently working in supply. This is my thoughts on Making It as a Teacher by Victoria Hewitt. Now, the first paragraph in the foreword is really quite hard-hitting, and if you were struggling, perhaps, and you were looking for a reason to still be making it as a teacher, then it might be very useful for you to reread that paragraph and look at the reasons why we teach. Now, the book itself is split into three sections, which is... Um, the first section is making it as a teacher, and it's sort of bit of biographical about Victoria's not so straightforward first five years in teaching which is very useful for knowing the the author and also quite useful if you are also going through some rougher times and you're not having it quite as simple and straightforward as you'd hoped. Part two of the book although is entitled Surviving I think there is much more than that and has some really useful parts that are classroom-ready tips. And especially as a geography teacher as well, I found so many of the examples to be able to work straight through and be able to put straight into my own classroom, which was really useful. That was what I was looking for uh, for the book. And then part three is about thriving and that's about what next steps you could take, how you could progress your career, how you could push yourself further 
So three-part book. So if you're just looking for how to, you know, move yourself on, then it might be worth sort of dipping straight into part three. But if you're looking for um, classroom tips, then part two, which is about a good half of the book, is really useful to be reading through. At the end of each chapter, in each part, there are some key takeaway points. So it might be that you sort of find the chapter first of all and you actually go to the end of the chapter first of all and then see what those key takeaways are. And then perhaps if you wanted a bit more depth in them, then you could go back and then you could look through the detail of them. The parts that applied for me most of all were the useful classroom tips in the surviving part two section there were such things as how to evidence standards for trainees and nqts without it taking up so much of your time which is something that i knew i struggled with last year rules and routines in the classroom which again helps for you know your first time in your classroom and for me working in supply trying to have my own rules and routines that I take into someone else's classroom, I find it was also very useful. In chapter three, which is in part two, it would be good for people to know before they start their training. It's the challenges of the career. Usual things that teachers know, but if uh, you haven't seen these sort of things on another website or someone else's blog, it might be useful. It would actually be a very good useful blog post on the uh, train to teach website for how it actually is day-to-day for teachers there is a chapter uh, chapter four in uh, part one which is really good if you are sadly at that stage where you're thinking of leaving teaching and it sort of brings back some of the things you might think of of why you love teaching and hopefully will make you stay or at least sway your decision and change your uh, your outlook slightly on teaching. In part two, lots of the tips include things like setting up your classroom seating, look at opportunities for how it looks in your own classroom. And it might be that you take a notepad to when you're reading, as there's lots of key tips that you might actually think, oh, I'd like to try that a bit later. And rather than stopping your reading and trying it, then you might just note some things down. There's lots of um, common myths that are debunked as well throughout the book, such as lesson planning, outdated ideas, the three-part Ofsted-friendly lesson, lots of things that have been part of teaching and may still be taught in early years progression and trainee teaching. It's something that you might find is uh, helpful. There's also a chapter about feedback and feed-forward, which is part of Victoria's next book, which I think is called Feedback Not Marking, which I think is due out next year, 2020, I think, but don't quote me on that. I know it's something she is working on, and she's a big believer in proper feedback rather than piles and piles of marking, tick and flick, just for the sake of it. Now, the Why You Should Read It... Now, this is lots of useful tips that you could use in your own classroom. It is also, as I said earlier, helpful if you are perhaps 
not loving teaching at the minute and it might bring you back to loving teaching again or at least perhaps going through the purple patch that you might be going through currently and there is also then you push forward and go looking for the uh, progression which you it doesn't really sorry which you don't um, which you might not have thought of when you first picked the book up but it is for the first five years of teaching and you know Victoria has gone through that herself and then moved up to middle leadership and the thriving section although not uh, so applicable to me could be really useful for people who are perhaps struggling they've got maybe done three or four years under their belt and they're sort of in a bit of a funk perhaps looking for what their next point of reference to aim for is it might be useful for those now i found the most useful being that victoria is a geography teacher that all of the examples she used in her own classroom were of course geography or sometimes history because she is mrs humanity she does some history as well they are mostly geography related and so lots of those tips and tricks went straight into some of my lesson planning and into my own classroom which was really relevant for me so definite read for any early years geography or history teachers i think another person who would like to look at this book would be someone who needs to see and read that somebody else has had a bad side of teaching and also has come out the other side of it, a much stronger te stronger person a better teacher and is now able to move on with their teaching career without it having to adversely impact the rest of their lives which I know an awful lot of people would not always see because the piles of accountability and marking goes so far nowadays but it does provide a proper eye-opening account of how it can work for you and you can have a positive outcome from your teaching experience. So that is my quick review of Making It as a Teacher by Victoria Hewitt. I would definitely recommend picking this book up because it does serve purposes for lots of people, either people just looking for tips or people who are struggling or wanting to move on in their career. You're listening to From Page to Practice. Join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag PagePracticePodcast. Thanks a lot for that, Rob. Rob gives a really good overview of the book there and we really appreciate his contribution. Next, we're going to hear from at teach underscore arts design with a, a very thorough review of the book. So have your copy at the ready for this. Hi, I'd love to share with you all my book review on Making It as a Teacher, How to Survive and Thrive in the First Five Years by Victoria Hewitt. My Twitter name is at teach underscore art design and I trained with the Yorkshire World's Teach Training in Melton during 2018 to 2019 and I'm now a newly qualified teacher in a North East Lincolnshire school. I also, uh, as part of the Yorkshire World's Teacher Training, um, did my PGCE with the whole university. So my background, 
I, first of all, actually, I studied at De Montfort University in 1999, where I gained my BA Honours in Fashion and Textiles, and that's in Leicester. Uh, obviously, that was a while ago, and I'm now 41 years of age, and entering teaching after 20 years of graduating was quite an adventure. Uh, I've worked in a variety of different careers, but not, none of them actually gave me that true job satisfaction. So I felt I needed a change. Helping to motivate young people wanting to learn and see their potential was something that was very uh, close to my heart. I'm a mother of two children. My eldest is 19 and my youngest is eight years old. And uh, my son would often come home from school complaining about how boring lessons were and and how he was disengaged in art and design as well which really concerned me because art and design is a very creative subjects and so uh, it it was very um, close to my heart that I wanted children to actually enjoy being in school because I myself absolutely love school I was the first one in and the last one out and uh, so this was a fantastic opportunity for me to try and engage children and open the world to them uh, so I was introduced to this book uh, via Twitter and if only I had seen it before during my PGCE, I read endless amounts of books as part of the course, uh, referencing for three different essays. And uh, this book really stood out uh, as one that would have really helped me during my uh, essay writing because to me, it just spoke from the heart, Victoria has had quite an adventure um, during her career as a teacher and not a lot of books actually do uh, come across as uh, easy to read as this one does, especially as uh, somebody like myself who hasn't actually done any academic writing for quite a few years. Uh, it was very easy to read and you just want, you felt a connection with the author straight away. It, I almost felt like I was reading a journal um, rather than just a an educational book. So that, for me, uh, encouraged me to read on. And, uh, yeah, there's so much useful advice in there. It's so uh, condensed and very uh, factual and easy to read that I highly recommend it for any uh, student who's in, in doing their initial teacher training and every single point really does work. I've tried a few of the uh, suggestions that Victoria's put across and I want to share some of them with you now. So let's open up the book and read on. So the first thing that strikes me with this book is how it's easily laid out there's lots of diagrams and uh you know examples of how you can implement the strategies that she talks about uh one of them in fact is on page 63 which is uh, it shows a finished board. So it says here, ever had those moments when students have finished, have self or peer assessed, have reviewed their work and exceeded their time frame expectations, 
what do you do then? So I uh, reflected on this and there is actually an example of a finished board that uh, Victoria created, which inspired me to create my own stretch and challenge board. So you can have a look on my Twitter page for um, an example of that board. So it was an interactive board like hers is. There's lots of wallets there where, where students can access uh, cards to uh, engage them. And yeah, it really did inspire me. And a lot of my students have found it very engaging. And just also just to know that there's always going to be a challenge uh, in their lesson that no matter how fast they get through any work uh, there will always be something else to do I feel like that was a, a really big um, you know addition to my uh, teaching and learning it really did inform and it helped me to understand about the stretch and challenge as well Later on in the book, I highly recommend you turn to page 80, which talks about feedback, feed forward. And uh, feedback uh, from my studies is one of the most successful uh, strategies we can employ as teachers as to uh, how much pupils progress. But it's all about how well we use that feedback uh, a lot of people mark and then the children only get that marking a week later and you know how much impact is that having on the children so this way of feeding that feedback where there's this uh, dialogue between teacher and student is fantastic and I've yet to implement this in my new role, the new school where I'm teaching, because we've just recently had a new head of uh, the art department who has already uh, set out their uh, marking policy for the this term, what's just gone. But we'll be having uh, discussions about how well that's you know developed, and I really want to put forward this idea that there is this dialogue uh, between student and uh, teacher. They have to own the feedback and work through it and discuss how it is uh, being developed. So definitely page 80, have a look at that. And later on in the book, on page 109, like any teacher, uh, Behaviour management is something that is an ongoing problem and there are some fantastic uh, top tips here which talk about how, you know, you can consider your seating plan, how you welcome students, reward and praise selectively, have private rather than public conversations about behaviour, uh, developing that classroom routine and endless more so please I highly recommend that you look through that list because I have actually implemented quite a lot of these and it does work there's so, there's so much really good advice uh, throughout this, these pages on behaviour management uh, I, I could list every single chapter of this book uh, because everything really does apply and work but these are just some of the highlights that I found as well, later on in the book, 
on page 158. It introduces you to how Teacher Five a Day works on Twitter. And this is a new concept for me. Uh, I haven't used Twitter for educational purposes. Uh, have used it in the past for other careers that I've had. But so to be introduced to a new hashtag, which is hashtag teacher digit five a day, uh, it really does help us to broaden out how we can support each other and, yeah, just to help develop, um, you know, mental well-being. So there's these five umbrella concepts. There's connect, connecting with others, collaborating with schools, teachers, uh, being active and exercising taking notice, reflecting on experiences and appreciating them. So, you know, taking photographs of the world around us, creating a scrapbook, going for a walk, just being aware of who we are and where we are. Keep learning, love to learn. This is actually, I absolutely love uh, pedagogy. I absolutely, throughout my journey as a, as, as a trainee, you know, I've come from many different backgrounds. So to be introduced to this science of learning is absolutely, you know, it's really sparked a light in my brain and my heart. It just really, I'm really excited to learn more. So definitely the keep learning is a key one for me, which is why I love Twitter so much. I am reading so many posts, uh, which really encouraged me to try new concepts and learn off education uh, educators that have been you know doing this for years and years so I really love learning about how I can improve in my own practice and uh, yeah so another one is giving giving to each other in whichever way uh, within the school within the community you know just giving to others really does help your mental well-being um there's some fantastic if you look on page 161 some fantastic ideas of little boxes that people have sent to each other and it's those small um you know acts of kindness that really do make a big impact uh, on our mental state they don't cost a lot but just to know that people care really really does help and so overall this book uh, I would say it just helps you to understand that you can thrive as a teacher and not to be afraid if, you know, you are making mistakes and that you're feeling like you can't cope because actually that is a normal uh, process to go through. It's a very demanding role being a teacher and in all shapes and sizes, you know, uh, emotionally, physically, you know, mentally challenging uh, so just to know that it's it's okay to feel down sometimes but actually there are tips that you can implement in your teaching in your in your life that can help you so I highly recommend everybody gets hold of this book it's uh, so it's making it as a teacher how to survive and thrive in the first five years by Victoria Hewitt who is a subject leader for geography and she's just absolutely out, an inspiring uh, lady. She's Her Twitter name is at Mrs. Humanities. Check her out, follow her. She's absolutely engaging and supportive. 
And yeah, I'm just very blessed to have been introduced to her and her book. So that's bye-bye from me. And I hope you've enjoyed reading through uh, highlights that I've picked out. And uh, obviously my Twitter handle is at teach underscore art design. I'd love to interact with you too. So yeah, thank you for listening. Take care and goodbye. You're listening to From Page to Practice. Join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag pagepracticepodcast. Like I said before, that was a hugely thorough review of the book. It was great to hear how useful um, that a teacher has found the book and it's really pleasing to hear how she's applied some of the strategies from the book straight into her day-to-day practice because that is what this podcast is all about. I really appreciate hearing from early career teachers on the podcast and I'd love to have more of you on again soon. In terms of my takeaways from the book, whilst the book is aimed at teachers in their first five years, I think that the what it means to be a teacher chapter is something really valuable for us all. Seeing as the majority of From Page to Practice listeners aren't early career teachers, I thought this would be a nice part to highlight. Victoria poses a couple of good questions here with regard to what it means to be a teacher and why we teach. She suggests drawing up a list of all the things you love about teaching, reflecting on our why and keeping hold of all messages of gratitude from students. These are really great pieces of advice. I've kept a lovely card from a student from my last school which meant a lot to me and little notes such as a nomination for staff of the month that one of my year 12s had submitted from it for me. On bad days, these sorts of things really, really help. She also includes a collection of insights from a range of teachers, uh, mostly from Twitter, uh, as to why they joined the profession, and I can see how these could be a really great reminder of why we keep going on those not-so-good days. As I've already mentioned about before, the book is very, very honest, and in Chapter 3, Victoria discusses workload, accountability, Ofsted, marking assessment, data analysis and reporting, behaviour, the work-life juggle, problematic parents and challenging colleagues. But all of these things are discussed with a positive slant and hope for what's yet to come. I found it really interesting to read the many different suggestions Victoria has for staying in teaching, from going on to supply to changing school, phase or even a totally different context. There's something for everyone to think about. Finally, right near the end, Victoria writes about career progression and CPD, something that all early career teachers need to know about but don't always have the right support to do so. All in all, I think this is a great book for those in their first few years in the profession, but with some very useful reminders for us all. It's a huge thank you to Rootledge for kindly sending me a copy of the book to review on this podcast. You're listening to From Page to Practice. Join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag pagepracticepodcast. The next episode of From Page to Practice will be on the science of learning. Please get in touch if you've read any of the studies in that book and you've applied them to your practice. Then in mid-January, we have Dual Coding with Teachers by Oliver Caviglioli, followed by the Making Every Lesson Count series, so please get in touch if you'd like to speak on any of these. Remember, the focus is on how your reading has impacted your practice. So have a great Christmas. I hope some of the books that have been featured on From Page to Practice have made it uh, into your stockings this year. Let me know what you've been reading and tweet using hashtag page practice podcast and I'll see you in 2020. You've been listening to From Page to Practice. Don't forget to join in the conversation using hashtag page practice podcast. Alternatively, 
to suggest a book or article or volunteer to contribute to an episode, visit learninglinguist.co.uk forward slash page practice podcast. Thanks go to Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com for use of the tracks Cheery Monday and Fuzzball Parade, which are licensed under Creative Commons.